0: If you've not seen Arthur Christmas, you are missing out at Christmas time. It is a must watch. And, you know, you watch the promo, and I'm aware that some of you may have not seen the film. But what I want to say to you this morning is that there's always problems at Christmas. But there's always promises at Christmas as well. And so I've called my message, The Problem... Versus the promise of Christmas. And when you look at the promo, if you've seen the film, Christmas doesn't really go to plan for the Christmases. They lose reindeer, they forget children's presents, they have issues with Santa's satnav. They have wakers who've got guns and want to shoot them. There's UFO threats, there's man-eating lions. There's people being sick in the sleigh. Nice. They're attacked by guard dogs, and there's a battle for who is going to be the next Santa Claus. There are some serious issues going on with the Clauses over Christmas. And you know, we've all got our stories of the problems that we have at Christmas. We've either burnt the turkey or it's raw. Maybe some of you have experienced this. There are presents out of stock, but there's some that are about two hours away and you're wondering, do I reserve it and go and get it? What do I do? We've all got our issues and problems that come with Christmas time. And they can leave us scarred sometimes, I think. I remember as a child being desperate for the game trap. I was just desperate for it and I woke Christmas morning and I opened my presents and it was there and I was so excited and it took about 50 hours to set the thing up and then it just didn't work I just I I can't get over it I still feel the pain it was plastic as well. Do you know what I mean? But we all have our problems at Christmas time. You know, sometimes they come in the shape of our family. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And we see the same on the film. You might have family members that relate to these issues that the clauses had when they sat down for their Christmas meal. We're all in this together. You'd got grand Santa. He was the one whose teeth flew out, if you noticed. And all he is interested in is the good old days, in how it should be, in how it has always been. And that is how Christmas should be done. There is no movement. There is no change. Christmas is Christmas. And the only way it is Christmas is this way. Anyone got any of them? Anybody? One of them? I was talking to one this morning. (laughs) Then we've got Santa, who is trying his best to hold on to his authority. You may have some of these. I'm in charge of the wrapping. The wrapping has to be done this way, and this is how it should be done. I'm in charge of the cooking. The cooking has to be done this way, and this is how it should be done. I'm in charge of the decorating. Do not put those things on the tree, they don't belong on that tree. I have got round this decorating of the tree issue with my children, who neither of them are in this morning, by buying them a nice little tree that they can have upstairs, that they can put all their tat on. Because I don't want it on my nice tree downstairs. Anyone else? Lovely. I feel better I'm not alone we have got Steve, who is one of Santa's sons. Now, Santa is in the process of handing on the role of Santa to one of his sons. Steve was the one who was in charge of the military operation. We've got people who like the new ways. The new ways are better. Why can't we do it in a new way? Why can't we do it differently? Why can't we bring technology into Christmas? Anybody got any of them? No? Okay, fair enough. Then we've got Arthur who is the hero of the film and Arthur is full of Christmas spirit. It doesn't matter how it happens, it doesn't matter what goes on, as long as the Christmas spirit, as long as everybody is happy, as long as everybody has got the worst jumper they can find from the shop on, Arthur is happy and he loves it all. Every moment of Christmas is special and perfect and he isn't interested in the mess of it or the organization of it, but he just loves Christmas. Anybody one of them? You're really looking like it this morning as well. Now, when you put those people together with the same people in a room, it's fine. When you mix them all together, strange things begin to happen. You know, Christmas can be difficult with our families, and I'm not trying to make fun of it, but sometimes we do need to just laugh at ourselves. We do need to just say, do you know what, does this really matter? What is more important? Is the fact that our family are here and together more important? Can I actually let go of the fact that I would like it this way and actually just love my family this Christmas time? And you know, one of the things that they talk about in the film is something called sleigh fever. And I think a few of us might be suffering from this this morning. Now, sleigh fever is the pressure of Christmas that sends a man or woman mad. Anybody? Anybody hit sleigh fever yet? And Christmas can send us completely mad. It can send us Bar me, because it's too much pressure, there's too many presents, it's got to be a certain way, I can't organise it all, I can't face Hanley on a Saturday afternoon. Oh my goodness, only madmen and dogs are up there on a Saturday afternoon. Is that where you were yesterday afternoon, darling? (laughs) But sleigh fever hits, and sometimes we can just completely lose the joy of Christmas with all the problems that Christmas can sometimes bring for us. And you know, it's not a new thing. It is far from new. Because when we look in the Bible, let's actually just look in the Bible. Luke 2, 5 to 7, here we go. And it's talking about Joseph. And it says, He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. Sounds nice, doesn't it? Sounds like the Christmas story, All lovely. Well, we've got a virgin birth going on, which would mean that a whole society, unless they believed her that she was carrying the Son of God, would be thinking... And so they shunned them. They were no longer wanted in society. Then you find yourself having a baby and they were homeless. It's not going to plan, is it? On top of that, you've got strangers coming and knocking on your door and bringing sheep and bringing gold and frankincense and myrrh. Let's be honest, for those mums in the room, when you've just had a baby, you don't want no one to be knocking on your door because you're not looking at your best. And yet some people who you don't even know come knocking and want to worship your son and bring you presents. The first Christmas was not perfect. There was many, many problems that went along with it, and the problems continued as it went. And you know, we can get caught up trying to get everything right, or trying to sort out everything that's going wrong, that we miss the positives and the good news of Christmas time. And you know, if you feel like that this morning, there is a God who understands Because that first Christmas, like I said, was far from perfect, but it did fulfill promise. And you know, sometimes the journeys that we have to go on aren't always perfect, but when they fulfill the promises that God has got for us, then we'll go in the right way. Arthur Christmas said this at one point during the story. He says, it doesn't matter how we get here as long as she still believes This Christmas time, it doesn't matter how you've got to this place this morning. It doesn't matter where you've been or how problematic it has been. It doesn't matter how problematic you think your Christmas is going to be. What matters is that you believe. And that may be that you believe for the first time. Maybe you've never said, actually, I want to know more about this Jesus. I want to understand why all these people are in here and so excited. I want to know what it is to know this son of God. Or maybe you do know him, but you just need to know that hope in your circumstance. You just need to know that he's there with you through that difficulty. You just want to know that he can help you as you try and help others this Christmas time maybe. There's something bigger than our preferences. There's something bigger than how we would like Christmas and what we would like to see. And that something bigger is Jesus. You know, we all all know how we would like our Christmas dinner. We all know at which point during the day we would like to open our presents. And it can cause a lot of problems. But actually, at what moment... Are we going to allow Jesus in this Christmas time and recognize that it's all about him? You know, at one point during the film, Santa realizes that he's been so reliant on his son Steve and the technology that he's brought that he's forgotten the heart of Christmas time and the purpose of Christmas time. And he says, in all my years, I've never actually... I've, I've always so much too busy. How often are we so busy at Christmas time? So busy decorating, so busy visiting family, so busy sorting out presents and wrapping them all, so busy getting Christmas dinner ready that actually we miss the promise of what was given that first Christmas time because the problems surround us. So this Christmas time, I want to encourage you. Slow down. Slow down. Slow down this Christmas time. And remember the promise of Christmas. Because it gets lost in all the problems that Christmas also brings. You know, when you watch the film... And a child is missed. And they go on a huge adventure to try and take that present to the child that has been missed. And the reason that Arthur does it is because of the promise that he knows about Christmas. And the promise that he knows is this. On Christmas night, he comes. He knows that on Christmas night, Santa is meant to come. And so he actually forces him to step outside of the North Pole to actually get in an old sleigh and go with Grand Santa around the world far too many times than they need to to get to the place where Gwen is who's been missed. On Christmas night he comes. If we realize that there's a promise that Christmas brings, and that promise is Jesus, then it will cause us to go out of our way to make sure that people know about it, to make sure that you know about it, to invite people next Sunday evening so that they know about that promise that there is at Christmas time. And promise doesn't mean perfect, I think that's where we often go wrong. Promise doesn't mean perfect. Promise just means there's something good to come. There's something that is guaranteed to come. And in Ephesians verse one chapter one, verse fourteen, it says this. He is given to us like an engagement ring is given to a bride. It's the first instalment of what's coming. It is our hope promise of a future inheritance which seals us until we have all of redemption's promises and experience complete freedom for all the supreme glory and honor. It's like an engagement ring that says, I promise that I will commit to you. I promise that I will be with you. I promise that I will love you. And that is what Jesus brought, that promise with him. And it's actually talking about the Holy Spirit in that scripture. But that promise of the future, that promise of the goodness that God can bring to your life. And you may think, well, I'm just doing all right Life's okay, but there's so much more for you in God. There's so much peace. There's so much joy. in in and through the good times and the difficult times, that God wants to be there and walk with you. God wants to fulfill that promise to you and give you that ring and say, I promise I will love you. I promise I will stick with you. I promise I will always be there. I promise in the end, everything will be all right. But during the time till we get there, I will love you and I will be with you and I will help you and I will walk with you. And that is the promise that Christmas brings. And so often we try to work it out in our own strength and understanding. And we work hard to make things happen, to make Christmas happen, to make our relationships happen, to make everything all right within our job or within our family, within our circumstances. We try so hard to make it happen in our own strength. But you know, that first Christmas was about the accumulation of all of God's promises. Luke 1 verses 1 to 4 says this, Many have undertaken to draw up an account of the things that have been fulfilled among us, just as they were handed down to us by those who from the first were eyewitnesses and servants of the word. With this in mind, since I myself have carefully investigated everything from the beginning, I too decided to write an orderly account to you, most excellent excellent Theophilus, so that you may know the certainty of the things that you have been taught." That promise comes to bring that certainty that no matter what our circumstances, no matter what our family does this Christmas time, no matter what problems we face, no matter what good times come, that there is a certainty that comes and has been fulfilled because Jesus Christ was born and he came to die on the cross so that, as Paul said, our sins can be forgiven and that we have a way to the Father. This morning, I want to encourage you that that promise that Christmas brought on that first Christmas is still real today. That Jesus came to provide a way for you to the Father. And he still wants to call you to him. The problem is we make it all about us. We make Christmas all about us. About how we're feeling. About what's going on. About how excited we are. Instead of focusing everything Upon Jesus. Arthur says this, do believe. At the very beginning of the film, as he sits doing his job in the letters department, and he replies to every single letter that every single child writes, he writes back to Gwen, who's written to him and said, my friends don't believe in Santa, but I think you're real. And this Christmas, I'd like this bike. And Arthur replies to her in his letter, and he says, do believe in Santa. He's the greatest man alive. This Christmas time, I want to say to you, do believe in Jesus. He is the greatest man alive who has transformed my life, who has transformed other people's lives. And if you want someone to walk with you and talk with you and love you every day through the good and the bad, he is the only and best man for you this Christmas time. Do believe. And why don't we? Why don't we believe? Is it like Gwen because our friends don't? Is it because we're after more and more proof like Luke wrote about? I'm writing, I'm writing this letter to you as proof that Jesus is real and he was born and he died for you. Is it because we just want to be in control of everything and we just can't let go? Is it for fear of what other people think? Maybe we've had a bad experience in life or in church. But this morning, I want to say to you, no matter where you are in your faith journey, no matter what you're hoping for, do believe in Jesus. Because he will change and transform your life. You know, there's a way to bring change to the chaos and the busyness and the problems that Christmas brings. If we bring Jesus back to the centre of all that we do, then we allow him in and peace comes and rules and reigns. And with him there is hope for a different outcome, that there's joy in all circumstances, that there's peace in every storm. Grand Santa says this to Arthur, when they realize a child's been missed and Steve says they aren't allowed to go out on the big technical, whatever it's called, that they normally go out on. And Grand Santa says, there is a way. There is a way. And there is a way for you and me again. There is a way, and that way is Jesus. There is a way. It's never too late For you to make that choice. It's never too late to be who God's called you to be. Life may make you think many things. Experiences may make you believe many things. But it is never too late to be who you were made to be. Not what life makes you think you should be. So this Christmas there is a way. Do believe because he's calling you to him. You know, and for years, for years and years, I thought that I wasn't good enough to the point where I punished myself and I hated myself. But God took me on a journey and he set me free. And this morning, I want to encourage you, no matter where you find yourself, whether you think, well, I'm just all right, thanks. I don't need this Jesus Or whether you're on your knees in desperate longing for some change in your life. That Jesus is the answer. He is the answer in your desperate needs. And he is the answer if everything's going all right, Because he loves you and he wants to bring more to your life than there is at this moment. Come as you are. Come in your own way. You don't have to be a certain way to come to Jesus the shepherds and the wise men did. The shepherds at one end of the social sphere, the wise men at the other end. You've got the richest and the poorest gathering together to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Come as you are, whoever you are, whatever you are, however you feel, come as you are to Jesus because he is the answer. He is the answer if you've never walked with him and met him. He is the answer if you're walking with him and struggling. He is the answer to the problems that Christmas brings and that life brings. If the band would like to come and join me, I just want to conclude with this. At one point, Steve says while they're sitting around the Christmas table, if we all just gave in to the Christmas spirit, there'd be chaos But then they suddenly find that as they do give in to the Christmas spirit and as all the whole family of clauses end up taking that one present to that one child, that something happens. And they all live happily ever after. So can I encourage you this morning? The problem doesn't stop the promise, but it creates a journey to the promise. So how do we find That happiness this Christmas how do we find Jesus this Christmas I believe by letting go I believe by slowing down but also by making a choice to believe and you may sit there this morning and say but my life have you seen it the wrappings of my life Have you seen what I look like? Have you seen the circumstances? You know, this morning, just like when we wrap those presents, it doesn't matter what it's wrapped in. It doesn't matter what you're wrapped in. It doesn't matter if we've gone wrong with the sellotape and the stickings where we try and hold ourselves together. It doesn't matter when you've not really cut the paper quite right and so you've had to cut another little piece to add in so you can actually wrap it in that little bit of paper because you're too stingy to start cutting again. I actually did that yesterday. It doesn't matter what the wrappings of your life are like. Briny the Elf, who you see helping Arthur, says this. There's always time for a bow and this Christmas time I believe that Jesus is that bow and he wants to come as that promise that promise of all the things that are good that God has for us to hold us together to beautify is because let's be honest, when you make a mess of that wrapping and you stick a bow on it, it just looks good anyway. And Jesus can do that with your life, no matter how messy it is, no matter how difficult it's been. You add Jesus in the mix of it, and suddenly, wow, that is looking good. And Jesus can do that to your life this morning, He wants to make you look good. He wants to beautify you, and he wants to come and hold you together. This Christmas, do believe. Do believe. And for those of you who know people who don't believe, let's invite them along. Let's go those extra lengths like Arthur does to bring them in, to make sure that they believe, to make sure that they know. there's always time for Jesus.